0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the high ground, uh, powered by premier companies. And today it is just myself, Sal, Sal sitting in here with Aaron Bledsoe. And so we've, uh, we've had Aaron in here before to discuss grain and a lot of logistics and marketing. And, um, so today we're going to have uh, let me give you a timestamp. We are July 4th weekend in 2022. We just finished independence day, um. And this is, uh, that that, uh, following that weekend and we're on a Wednesday hump day mm-hmm. and, uh, give you a little bit of a catch up. We're on the Eastern corn belt. We're located in Southern Indiana. We're sitting in Jackson County, Indiana and in Seymour in our corporate office. And we have been on a hot, dry run across most of the Eastern corn belt. I would say there's been some spotty showers, but in, in grain crops, that gives us some problems. Mm-hmm. right uh, we can control a lot of variables weather unless we have irrigation is one we can't control so aaron tell us a little bit about where we're at today
1: yeah so the last uh really the last month has been extremely rough um whether it be no pun intended weather well, yeah I we
0: mean, s- we st- we s- we struggled early with too much mm-hmm. we needed the goldilocks weather and we haven't got it yet have we no, been too hot no. too cold too wet
1: yep too dry yep and to add insult to injury um You know, December. If I look back a month, so on June sixth, you know, the December futures were trading somewhere around that seven hundred two and a half or seven hundred two and a quarter. You know, at the close last night, um, which would have been you know July fifth close, we were five seventy eight and a half. So we lost a dollar twenty four. It's up about four cents. So we've lost about a dollar twenty in a matter of a month. Of opportunity, of of opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's not like. you know i'm I'm pretty proud of some of the customers that we have um they've they've hung with us on the marketing plans and they've they've actually got quite a bit of crop um a decent amount of crop sold at those high sixes and seven dollars for uh for corn a cash price too for fall delivery so um you know that five seventy eight and a half is futures price and then you got the basis taken off of it or added to it wherever you're delivering it to but um we've got some customers that did a pretty good job this year so far. Um but yeah, we've lost a dollar twenty-four in the corn. Um November futures for beans, you know, this time last month we were fifteen thirty-three and a half. And right now, uh, at the close last night, we're at thirteen sixteen. So that's two eighteen. Uh now beans are up twenty-one right now, so you know that puts us at least underneath that two dollar loss okay on the on the future side of it what
0: what drove this Aaron? so
1: a lot of it was the acreage and stocks report that came out last week on June 30th um that was that's that's always a big report i mean it doesn't matter if it it comes out exactly like the market thinks it should um it, it it's still a big momentum change cuz what it does is you're you're looking at the stocks of what we went through or what we have left from that uh 2122 crop which was a big crop i mean record yields Um, And then you're looking at the acreage going forward. So you've got this stock situation of the old crop. How much of that are we going to carry into the new crop? And how many acres did we really get planted? Um, They did put a little asterisk out there saying that they're going to revisit the acreage uh, in the Dakotas and Minnesota because of the late planting that they had. So they're going to relook at those acres. They're going to resurvey. But that'll come out in August. So in about a month, we'll, we'll see that again um there might be some revision but we don't know if that'll be an increase in corn acres decrease corn acres or vice versa for the beans
0: i mean aaron it seems like we it was just a month and a half month ago we sat in here and (laughs) the market was was telling us it wanted it it wanted corn Mm -hmm. and it that report on on june 30th with the acreage is that what just just
1: flipped it so the report itself, which we've got a graph and we we can pop it up for those of you looking on yeah, that that'll watching on helpful. YouTube. Yeah, you, you can see um it, it comes from White Commercial. Uh they're the ones that help us uh be better elevators for our customers. So love the stuff that they give out. But the chart gives the uh what the estimates were from the analysts or the really, really smart people that sit in sit somewhere probably in New York and watches all this uh global Uh, news but so the analysts thought that the acreage report for corn would have been somewhere or the stocks sorry not acreage stocks would have been somewhere around that 4.3 billion acres and the what the report actually came out was 4.35 so we were extremely close on 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 the stocks Um, and how that compares to last year so last year we were somewhere around that 539 and three quarters right now in the in the december futures, well the ending stocks at this time last year were at 5.2. So ending stock situation, we're tighter than what we were last year, but the futures are, you know, we're a little higher, we're about 40 cents higher than what we were this time last year. So that in and of itself um, really wasn't a big game changer. The acreage on the corn, the estimates thought that we would see like about a 500,000 acre increase. Um, they really thought the beans would decrease, corn would increase, Uh, Because of that strong rally that corn had in that April-May time frame. I kind of doubted that because from a logistical standpoint and input standpoint, all we heard across the entire nation was, oh, it's going to be hard to get fertilizing. It's going to be hard to get crop inputs. Just all that." Sure. So I had a hard time seeing corn acres increase. But they found on their survey that they did. So they did see um, about a 200,000 acre increase on corn. So we went from i think last in march we were at 89 and a half now we're at 89.9 so just call it 90 million acres of corn um so that in and of itself with you know just the acreage increasing for this new crop which is where the focus is going to be we're not focused on the old crop hardly anymore that's going to be a local market um looking for any hot cash bids that, that you got out there that's where you need to focus but this is all new crop now we don't really care about the old crop other than how much are we going to carry over. Um, so this new crop with the increase in acres, that was kind of a bearish. Um, but you're not talking very many acres no. in the grand scheme of stuff. 200,000. I mean, yeah, and we're still talking significantly less than what we were last year. You know, last year we were 93.4. So we... There's still like 3.4 million acres less than what we did last year. So, and stocks are lower. And stocks are lower. So you see what we've done. And just, I mean, we, that twenty four loss over a month, really that, that's really came in the last week and a half, two weeks.
0: And explain the asterisk. The, the-
1: asterisk was on this report that they are going to resurvey the acreage um, for primarily that Northwest Corn Belt area. So like your Dakotas, your Minnesotas, they're, they're, they're going to look at that again.
0: Quality or quantity? Quality. Quantity. 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 Okay. They
1: didn't touch the yield yet. This, okay. This report was only acreage. Okay. So um, we will see in, in about six days, we will see uh, the July monthly report come out. So I think that comes out on like July 12th or something like that. Um, and that will put a yield to this acreage number now. So there will be a little a little revision. Um, I think the market will probably want to see a revision lower in the yield because of the weather we're having. Sure. Um, we'll see. It.
0: Just looking out the window here. Just looking out the window, it certainly looks like it's going to. Mm, they're going to yep. lower the expectations.
1: Yep. The problem is, is like each one. Each one of these monthly reports, they always look back, so they're looking at the month prior. So if they felt which June was hot and dry, so hopefully that means that they might drop it down a little bit so that'll be supportive for the futures prices, Uh, but we'll see. The big news on this report was uh, beans. The market thought we would see basically whatever corn picked up, that quarter million, we thought we would see the bean acreage go down a quarter million acres. It didn't. They dropped it down over two million acres. Wow. Yeah. So we went into <laughs> this thing where we were going to plant more, more beans than corn for one of the very few times that we ever do that. Now, you know, the analysts were thinking 90.4 million acres and we came in 88.3. So it was 2.1 million acres lower than what the average mm-hmm. analyst said. And yet we've lost $2. $2. I'm,
0: that's a head scratch. <laughs>
1: yeah. So it if you look at just the acreage and you look at the stocks, cause the stocks on the beans are tighter this year than they were last year too. So all of this screams that we should have had supportive prices. Yeah. And we haven't, a lot of that comes down to what's going on in the world. I mean, I've came in here. I, it's like the new normal now to just say, well, all the other crazy stuff going on in the world is what is what's driving this. Um, this week, in the past couple of days, we have seen where the funds have exited their positions. They've liquidated their positions. And when I say that, that means that um, all, these, all these funds and, and, and all these um, fund managers were <laughs> in this market, so they bought into this market. When we have outside money buying into this market, it's driving the prices up. When they decide that they want to get out, it can be a bloodbath. And we talked about that a couple times. Yeah, was that when this thing shifts, and it will, it could get bloody, and it has. Um, I didn't think it'd happen right now. So by no means am I out here saying like, "Oh, I told you so." That no, but when they exit their position because they had such a large position, they were holding so many um, corn and bean contracts in the long position, meaning they owned them when they sold out of it. When you sell into the futures it drops the price. So that's a lot of what we're seeing right now. Um, You know, to get back to the weather side of it, because this report, I really thought, okay, well, we had a knee jerk to the bottom side, meaning that um, a lot of people were banking profits, selling out of the market, driving it down. They're going to buy back into it, and we're going to see a rally after. And you see that every once in a while with reports when it's a big, Mm -hmm. when it's a big one, you'll see a knee jerk one direction and then it'll start recovering the other. So sometimes you'll see like a bearish report. You will actually see it. Um, every once in a while, you'll see it kind of like pop or something. Um, and then it'll just cut out from underneath there. And and a lot of that is just, uh, the movement of people trying to get out of their positions and finagle what they're doing. Um, so you'll, you'll see the fireworks for the first day, about two days later, you'll start to see it settle out and you'll get the real direction of this market. Um, so i'm glad that we see a little bit of a bump i think that comes from the weekly crop uh, progress or the conditions which is where which is where this market's really going to focus on now um, outside of whether we're trading inflation global recession anytime that you see the dollar get extremely strong which i think we're sitting on a 20-year high for the u.s dollar value um, and you see oil start to take a hit which we talked about that um i know country mark talked about Mm -hmm. that and i came in here and i said that would be the uh, canary in the coal mine to watch the oil market Um, when you see pressure on the oil market that's going to put pressure on the ethanol market so that means corn prices are going to take a hit and that's what we're kind of seeing right this second at some point you have to curb demand high prices curb demand which is kind of weird because we're seeing prices just deteriorate so you you start to wonder if we haven't um, hit demand at some point, uh, hurt it in some way, but hmm. it right now, my focus is all going to be on weather. That's where we're at. That's kind of what we're, this market's waiting on. This may be a correction at some point we needed a correction for the bulls to kind of catch their wind and make another run at this. So unfortunately what that next run may be would be a supply issue. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. We could catch a rain. I mean, they're, they're calling for some rain up in, you know, Iowa and the Dakotas and Minnesota. So anytime Iowa gets rain, you're going to see pressure on this market. Uh, number one corn producer in the United States. If they have a good year, we're going to see pressure. But um, that's where this market's really at right now is we need to focus on the weather. Like with you, Sal, Um I know all the tools that you guys have. Pay attention to your – or get a hold of your account managers, Sal. all of them, talk to them to figure out what we can do for this crop to get this thing through if we don't get a rain. Yeah,
0: because we, uh, we talked a little bit about kind of some break-even numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to kind of go over those yeah, a yeah. little bit? And then yeah, we'll yeah. talk about uh, maybe some risk management tools.
1: Yeah, so for beans right now, you know, after this uh, $2 loss, you know, I put in a thirteen oh five price per bushel with a six fifty. dollars cost per acre um i'm saying about a 50 yield 50 50 bushel average yield across the farm so at 650 with 50 bushels you're making three dollars an acre yep so those margins that we had just gone real quick now they can come back um but that's where we sit right this second corn um i ran a thousand dollars per acre um, I, I, some people are going to be higher some people are going to be significantly lower depending on where they bought into this market um, and how they run their operations but I ran a, about $1,000 per acre with a $578 uh, price per bushel 175 average and that comes out to making about 12 bucks an acre Okay,
0: so that sounds like pretty tough news
1: That is, yeah because uh, two, three weeks ago we were making $200 and some 50, dollars an acre yeah. for corn
0: so I guess right now, um, and if you're uh, one of our listeners, that's that's we've got a lot of listeners that's not even in this market. They're not even in this industry, and I'll tell you um, that there is hardly any way to replace just what uh, Mother Nature can bring us in rainfall. And I know um, I don't know what it would be like to work in an industry where you don't worry about the weather, but <laughs> but that uh, our whole lives livelihoods uh, revolve around you know, an inch or two of rain and the timeliness. And for our listeners, just kind of as a general rule of thumb, uh, an inch of rain on an acre of land is something less than 30,000 gallons. To put that in perspective about how much water a good rainfall can supply. And um, right now uh, our crops are stressed because they haven't had any measurable rain for quite some time in most of the areas. So it comes down to what do we do now? And uh, the good news is, is there are crop insurance. Almost all growers have a crop insurance program, but they would much rather have a good yield and and get paid uh, for the upside of this crop. There are risk management tools that we have, and matter of fact, we're going to meet uh, tomorrow with the account managers and review them, where we can say, uh, one, I feel like we need the grain. Hmm. I, there's just too much in the world. I I think that. Um, where you're bullish or bearish i'm pretty bullish that the world needs grain yeah and maybe not today but i think they're going to need it here within the next year Mm -hmm. and we need as much grain as we can and if you're it's a conundrum because if you've got a crop that doesn't look like it's going to make much at all or at least past your insurance levels why why do you why do you spend more why would you invest more to get more bushels and that's what it is in a, in an agriculture is that you you invest in your crop and and the rule of thumb is is the more you invest in care with timely applications of different products the the higher the yield or the more bushels per acre you'll get so we've got a program called uh, Impact RX which we're going to uh, launch and that that encourages growers to go ahead and finish the crop out and what that does is that if you don't make 105% of your approved APH in corn and I know that's a lot of uh, Uh, acronyms and and everything else but if you don't make a good crop and your insurance doesn't kick in it'll share some of the risk and you'll get some money back for that application so you won't be out the entire application of what you invest in in the future and so we're going to go over some of those and and it's 10 to 25 dollars per acre at this point in the game Mm -hmm. Uh, next year we'll have some some larger than that but but it'll allow you to go out and try to finish strong with your crop, get a good crop out of it, as much as you can, and not be exposed to the entire cost of the application.
1: Well, that sounds phenomenal. I I, I really like that. I mean, that's the first time I, I've heard of I've heard of this. I mean, you're going to talk to the account manager tomorrow, so I'm glad to hear that because that's kind of the boat that I'm in right now. Um, anytime I can talk to a customer, which the phone's have been pretty silent for about a week now. Um, because of the losses that we've taken, but we are in a risk management style now. Um, A month ago, I mean, really the last three, four months, we've been in a, let's maximize profit. Sure. Let's know your numbers. Let's set targets. Let's see if this thing hits. Um, And a lot of them did hit. I mean, we've, we had well over $15 beans um, target hits. I mean, it it was, it was, it was a great run. Um, But, Due to what this market's doing, we are now into a risk management style. Um, Because the last thing we want to do is how you're trying to protect the crop style. We don't want to protect this crop and then have these futures continue to work against us and lose out on the future side. So it's like you don't want to go out there and try to protect this and make as many bushels as you can and not have a marketing plan on the backside of this try to limit your risk out there Um, if you don't have anything sold i highly highly suggest you get a hold of whoever you market through whoever you sell to get a hold of them see what your options are Um, because i'd rather take some risk off the table at these small margins right now than to possibly get a rain (laughs) in a week and the market shift another 50 60 cents yeah. down and all of a sudden you're really really hurting where you just got a little bit of rain felt good about doing some extra protection against for for the crop to uh, get it through these hard times but you lose it on the future side uh, so this is a lock and this is lock step and key right now in this transition period because we are in a transition period where we're going from old crop to new crop on the marketing side so I'm really glad to hear that on, on from you.
0: Yeah, and it helps protect us against an average crop. Because <clears throat> yeah. if we get an average or below average crop, that's just, that's a bad day uh, in the markets we're in now. And so it helps protect us and gives us a little bit of a, kind of a backstop against an average or a little bit below average crop mm-hmm. where crop insurance may not, may not have a good play. This will be good tools to manage some risk to try to uh, – because there is a bright – there's some bright side out there is that beans, uh, soybeans – um they they do handle drought and stress mm-hmm. remarkably well, and I know we've had our agronomist Glenn Longaball on the uh, podcast before, and one of his um one of his words of advice is that we abandon beans far too early, and I think that there's still opportunity mm-hmm. and um uh, we go out there and we protect what we have and and we, I think the markets will come, and if not, more bushels won't hurt
1: yeah yeah and I mean. From the marketing side, how we got to this, because this conversation has turned into how do we protect the crop? We're looking at a stressed crop in our area. Um, How did we get here with these prices? You know, everyone wants to, people are talking about 2012 because of the drought. Um, And we are hot, we are dry, especially in our little neck of the woods. Um, 2012, to get those markets to that point was all supply. We have driven these prices up because of black swan events. We've had two years in a row where Brazil struggled on the crop side um this last year it we got used to them producing record crops, and the acreage and the bushels just keep growing out of out of South America. The last two years we haven't had that um and we had a two thousand nineteen where we were delayed then that crop probably didn't do as well as what the USDA thought it did. And then they finally revised it. So all of a sudden we start driving up this demand. And last year we had phenomenal exports and that was at the cost of Brazil and South America. They didn't have a crop. So we took advantage of that and that drove the prices up. And then we get to this February and all of a sudden Ukraine gets invaded. So then all of a sudden the market's like, well, oh my gosh, they're going to be able to ship anything out. Yep. And all of a sudden now we're, I never thought I'd be talking about the vegetable oil market and sunflower oil. But next now all of a sudden, people have to talk about that, and they have to figure it out. So we go from South America having struggles, driving prices up, and demand phenomenal for us. Uh, so we're pumping bushels out, even though we're producing a bunch of bushels, which you would think when the supply is great you don't have prices rallying. Simple economics, when you increase supply, you typically see prices go down. Well, we saw supply go up for our neck of the woods, and we're selling it at great prices. And then Ukraine got invaded, and the trade thought, well, they're not going to ship anything out. So all those bushels, the corn that they did ship out, typically, probably going to come from the U.S. because we have an oversupply. We look great. Well, they start shipping out a little bit more than what we thought still fractions of what they usually yes, do
0: like 20 percent. yeah
1: i mean it's not even close but it's still more than what the market thought that could do and we're not picking up the excess it's coming from somewhere else it's not coming from us and all of a sudden india and um, oh the philippines area they start sending out more vegetable oil than what we had initially thought palm oil um so that starts putting pressure on beans where we thought, oh my gosh, these beans are going to be phenomenal. We're already tight stocks. Prices are going to keep going. Things just haven't quite gone the way that they initially thought they were going to go. And even though it's fractions of percentages that that everyone else typically does, it's still more than what the analysts thought we were going to do, which is putting pressure on the, on the board. And so going forward, we really have to be careful because now we're tiptoeing into recession talks, food versus fuel. Uh, there, there's a lot of things going on outside of weather that we have to deal with, and it's a lot to try to think about. Before it was like, "Well, do I sell now, or do I wait for another twenty five cents yeah. run and sell now and sell then?" Um, so you you were fear of losing out on that. Now it's a matter of, okay, where is this thing really going to go? Because we're primed for. We were a little bit ago. We were either overpriced or underpriced. Well, now it it feels like I don't. Man, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of headwinds going right this second. Mm -hmm. I still believe that if we that we're probably going to see the yield drop a national average. I just have a hard time seeing us crank out another 177. I just I don't see it. Um, I think beans can handle some stuff. I've always liked beans, um, but I'm still bullish corn. I'm just, a, I don't, with margins this tight, I don't want to get too far out there. And this, we went from, last time I was on here, we were talking about, you know, eighteen nineteen when it was like rejoicing your suffering and yeah. pulling in the legacy. And now we're in, you know, a month ago, we were like, oh my gosh, this, this is when we can make our legacy. Well, a month later, all of a sudden we're back to, we got to figure out how to make it through this with well, what we don't have produced yet, and what we don't have sold yet, we got to make it through this.
0: And Aaron, I think that's a good note to end on because uh, if the markets have shown us anything in the last few months, is that uh, we may not see the the upside come, we may not see the run up coming, and yeah. we don't see the the uh, the run down coming. But one thing's for certain is they can change pretty quick. Yep. And uh, it seems like there's always an event and um, i think we'll just keep farming and and mm. uh, and we'll wait for the markets to rally a little bit and i I feel like they will and uh, whenever we see the quality of the crop that's out there it probably won't be near as much as um, what it has been in the past and i think that'll work to our favor mm-hmm. so uh, that's aaron do you have anything else for nope. this session
1: nope i appreciate it letting me come on and i apologize if it, apologize if i rambled a little bit there was just a lot in bought in this and not really dedicated to the reports anymore. There's just a lot more going on.
0: Well, and that's just so, if anybody could predict this, <laughs> you know, right, we probably wouldn't be sitting in this room, would we? No. no. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up another episode of The High Ground powered by Premier Companies. And uh, thanks for joining us.